Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, a 30 Rock podcast, the weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurbs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 85, season 5, episode 5, entitled Reaganing, originally airing October 21st, 2010. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. Jack has had almost a perfect 24 hours of fixing everybody's problems, but he runs into the one person who gives him the biggest challenge of all, Liz Lemon. Meanwhile, after Jenna receives a card for free ice cream cake for life from Carvel after appearing on their Macy's Thanksgiving Day float, she backs herself into a fraud scheme that she runs with Kenneth to... Very successful results. Mm -hmm. And as part of his community service, Tracy shoots an ad for the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. Uh, no, um, I think, uh, I mean, coming off last week's episode, which was the live show, and how it wasn't plot heavy and it was really more the production, this is still like a fun production uh, idea of where sort of the Jack and Liz and Tracy storylines sort of all run together in the end, sort of. Um, but, uh, I don't know, I, I felt like, um, this episode felt longer in a good way than other episodes. Like, there was the Jack and Liz storyline, which could have been an episode on its own, and then you have the Tracy storyline, which is wrapped up about halfway through the episode, and then we have the Jenna and Kenneth storyline, which seems to take the, the latter half of the episode, but... They all seem to get enough time to shine where nothing feels cut, nothing feels short or like rushed. And I'm like, is this like a 30 minute episode? Like, I, I, it's, I didn't feel like a slog to get through, but I was just like, man, they had a lot of time this week, seemingly. There was yeah. a lot here. That's really funny you said because I felt the exact same way. Actually, a few minutes before, like, a few minutes before the end of the episode, I checked the timestamp to like see like if this was a longer episode, but it was that was at the eighteen minute mark or twenty one. Mm-hmm. So, I think the reason why is because the Kelsey Grammer thing is introduced like as this late, yeah, random point to the plot out of nowhere. So it's like it seems like this. It seems like that storyline is being wrapped up for the, the Jenna and Kenneth storyline. So then that kind of extends it, and that like yeah gives another twist to that that I guess makes it seem longer than you would expect it to. Yeah. And then I guess Liz and Jack, like her, you know, she, she doesn't wrap up their problem in the, in the, in the car ride. It's at the airport. So I guess it's because everything goes, I guess maybe one or two scenes longer than like it could have, like there could have been a way to resolve it, Mm -hmm. but each of those goes, I guess a scene or two longer than they, I mean, I don't, I I don't want to say needed to because it works. Like it's funny. It doesn't feel like you said, it doesn't feel long in a bad way. It's just I wonder if that's why it made it feel like it was running longer than a typical yeah. episode. I don't know. It was. I mean, it's super entertaining. I really like the what they dubbed themselves the best friends, the best friends yes. gang with uh, Kelsey, Jenna, and, and Kenneth, and sort of getting to see that almost aggressive side of Kenneth is fun because we don't really see him getting uh, like that. Like he just really wants to take care of his family, so he's he's willing to go into these cons but then you know his heart comes back into it when he sees what it, the, the the hurt that it's causing uh this the, the carvel people um which man you do that once twice maybe and then you ins- you you institute a, a return policy of like i don't know it doesn't I mean, it, it doesn't matter well but, surely um, they i mean if you're probably rich and or famous enough to be given the free ice cream for life card then you're probably you, you don't need to run scams so i can't, I can't right well, i mean yeah the, the silly i think the the kicker on all of it is at the very end kelsey Grammer is like eight hundred dollars on cakes and it's just like you did all of that for eight hundred dollars like that's that's that, probably a pittance that fraser and cheers money is <laughs> Not cutting yeah. it anymore. No, I need something else. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, so <laughs> I think my personal favorite storyline of the episode was the was the Jenna Kenneth Kelsey yeah. one. But the only storyline I remembered back from watching it years ago was the Tracy one. Oh wow! And the reason why is because it was like it became infamous in like I think this was around the time that the the pop culture site the AV Club had gotten really into reviewing like. Lots of different shows. Like I guess they were they were becoming super known as like a a, a place to go to for reviews or whatever. And it was getting to the point where like maybe it was getting too big because mm-hmm. I remember there was like a mini and like 
not nearly as big as it probably would have been in, in Twitter time, but like the reviewer like wasn't paying attention to the storyline or something because the the Tracy storyline resolved through him have eating jelly beans. So like the he said that the Jack controlled Tracy by putting pills in the jelly beans and he ate the pills and that was why he was able to get him to behave for the commercial. And I remember it caused like a mini internet firestorm at times. That was like it made something like the one of the leading, you know, sites and it was yeah. like the the reviewer just like wasn't paying attention or misunderstood. I mean, or really misunderstood or anyway. Wow. So that's the reason <laughs> that that's the storyline that I remember. That's why I remembered oh, wow. this episode, which is random, but it's like because it's just I, th- I think I remember just because it was such a weird misunderstanding yeah. or how whatever you want to call it. I don't really know, but yeah, a bad read. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah that's 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 embarrassing. And clearly, his their editor didn't. Yeah, what well, I think the reviewer was like so. the main, the oh, main wow. editor in chief, or whatever. Nathan Raven, I think his name was like one of the main people inside. Anyway, <laughs> I probably remember because it kind of became a meme then, where like people would bring it up all the time in like comment sections. So like, if they didn't like a review, to be like to give an example of you know like oh you're not even paying attention, like mm-hmm. why are you writing reviews still? And I mean mm-hmm. some some trolley stuff, but some like it just became like a just a running meme like, for the rest of thirty yeah. rap from what I remember. Oh yeah. wow, yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah, but I do like uh, Liz's storyline because it finally addresses her, and then they sort of hit it over the head here in this episode of her issues with sex and intimacy and things like that. Like it's something that. Has either like been hinted at or joked about like you know i mean they they run the gamut here of showing like all the instances where it just makes her uncomfortable so like to finally touch on that like there's a lot of sitcoms that would never not not because it's sexual related but like that don't if there's like a uh, a repressed thing or something about a character that is like a recurring gag it's never necessarily a, a touched on whereas like this like they actually touch on it and they sort of go into it it it's not fixed and it, it's never fixed by the end of the series but it's still nice to sort of look into it and and sort of explain it and it seems like it's coming from a real place like it feels like probably tina fey is a sexually repressed person and so let's not confuse maybe character with well no but I mean, I mean it's such a it's such a i don't know it's something like it's almost so um what's the word like descriptive that it has to be real yeah like it doesn't it doesn't seem like a writer just thought of these various things i mean probably put some funny spin to it but i feel like it's coming yeah. from a place of realness that's you know cranked to 11 for comedy but it's probably stemming from some yeah. sort of real i feel like no i feel like there are definitely things that recur like that in 30 rock and also pop up in kimmy schmidt that mm. there there's definitely some at least kernel of something that right you know what i mean because it, it, it some things come up it's like it feels like it's a lot to keep recurring in someone's writing if it doesn't have like if it's some, not, if it, it's not yeah happen. if it's not yeah. actually related to their personal life some or, 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 you know i mean yeah. and, it, and it, it, it may i mean and it could be like just like a super super exaggerated right thing, right but right and i think i feel like but you're right there like little touchstones and 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 characteristics or whatever that yeah <laughs> yeah i mean they always say every joke has some sort of kernel yeah. of truth so even if it's a small thing where like she had a sex dream and she got caught mad like i don't know maybe she was masturbating her parents walked in on her maybe that's the that's the the hill but then you crank that to 11 for comedy so like you make it a little bit more extreme and stuff but it's it's coming from a source of truth somewhere so um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I think this is a solid episode, especially given that it's so busy, but it doesn't feel, it feels, and it feels long, but it's not a bad long and it's not a bad busy. Uh, I mean, I think Tracy's sort of, we get to see Sean come back from, uh, Garfield 3, Feline Green. I thought that director looked familiar. Yeah, yeah, but also from the werewolf movie yep. that Jenna did back in, uh, season two, season three, season four, uh, because she was lashing out about, I think, the new actor. Two or three, because I think it was a while ago now. Yeah, Oof, it all runs together. Um, any other thoughts on Reaganing before we hop in? Well, after his brief cameo last week, Danny disappeared again. Yep. <laughs> it's called a cameo. When he's supposed to be a star of the show. All right. Anyway, well, let's hop let's in. Let's hop in. All right. So the cold open is basically going to just set up Jizz. jizz. Wow. Thankfully, they never dated, because that would have been their couple names, Jizz. Uh, Liz, Jizz or Lag? 
Um, Known for jizz. <laughs> uh, Liz and Jack uh, storyline, uh, and we learn what Reaganing is. Listen, Greg, I've got the next big reality show. We put a bunch of people on a plane, fly them over the Atlantic, then Tom Bergeron comes out and reveals that the pilot is a six-year-old boy. We call it Child Health Flight. <gasps> Get out of here. He is pitching a no-hitter. What? Starting at 4 p.m. yesterday, when Mr. Donaghy coined the word in eventually, he has been flawless. So why do I have to leave? Because you have so many unsolvable problems, like your mouth. Looks like somebody kicked a hole in a bag of flour. Ow! Good news, Jonathan. Child health fight will ineventually be on the spring schedule. <gasps> Congratulations, sir. Miss Lemon was just leaving. Oh, uh, no, Lemon, please come in. When you're pitching a perfect game, you don't walk Albert Pujols, and you are the Albert Pujols of having problems. Perfect game, huh? I haven't done a single thing wrong in almost 24 hours, and I'm including sex last night. Here's Avery's thank you note. Ugh, she likes that? No, but she respects it when it's done correctly. Lemon, you may be witnessing history here. Making it through a full 24 hours without a single misstep is called Reaganing. The only other people who've ever done it, Leia Coca, Jack Welsh, and no judgment, Saddam Hussein. So, what have you got for me? I need to get out to Newark Airport. Carol's on a layover, and I really have to see him. You're horny and you want to get some. I get it. Ew, Jack, gross. Come on. I, I just want to see him, and I can't get a cab because Greece is playing Pakistan in soccer. Problem solved. I'll take you. Really? I'll drop you off at the airport, then I'll swing by MSNBC. I have to talk to Rachel Maddow. Only one of us could have this haircut. I guess the, the taxi cab joke is offensive, right? That it's just Greeks and Pakistanis that... Or Middle Eastern people that are oh. taxi cab drivers. Yeah, it's a little. It's that's a little uh, low hanging. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I. Well. <laughs> this is pedantic, but in, in, in what competition is Greece playing Pakistan in soccer? Because Pakistan is not particularly oh, known for being good at soccer, so it's certainly not the World Cup. And I feel like it's not the Olympics because if it were the Olympics, then NBC would be doing a much bigger Olympics theme. So. But I'll let it slide. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a friendly. Maybe it's a friendly match. See, this is the thing. There's not a lot of people in America watch soccer to know that they would never play each other unless it's some sort of cup or... I'm saying they wouldn't be the each other in the World Cup right. because Pakistan is a good soccer and they... I don't think they ever qualified for the World Cup. That's not very nice. Maybe this was their year. Maybe they did well. No. 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 Anyway. Anyway. I don't know. I think uh, John is a pretty good slam on there. I don't get what he's saying. Like, you look like someone punched a bag of flour. Like, your mouth looks like someone punched a bag of flour. Like, I don't know what that means. Because I'm thinking, like, I'm picturing a bag of flour. Just super just, pale? Like, her mouth is uh, pale? No, like, I don't know. I Wait, play it again? Yeah. Maybe I misheard it, but I'm pretty sure he just says your mouth looks like someone punched a bag of flour. So why do I have to leave? Because you have so many unsolvable problems. Like, your mouth. Looks like somebody kicked a hole in a bag of flour. What's the joke there? Like, it, does it, I mean, I guess. Well, I was thinking then. Okay, so, if someone looks, kicked a. So, if like somebody kicked a bag of flour, it would cause like a ugly, like just like opening in the middle of the bag. Like her face is like a bag of flour. Or, or sorry, you know what well, I mean? Like Jack, so Jack at the end says, "If you badmouth Reagan again, I will uh, hit you so hard I'll knock your teeth straight." So maybe that's what Jonathan's also saying is like your teeth are busted. But I don't know. It's just it's such a weird slam that I don't quite understand what he's trying to say there. Because I'm just picturing a bag of flour and someone's kicked it and it just has a hole in so, it. Right, so right. Like like, so just like but if you kick a hole in something, it's going to be like kind of jaggedy, jaggedy and whatever. Yeah, I, guess, so. I guess it's a jagged. I guess yeah. your teeth are jagged. I don't know. I feel like our teeth are fine. I don't know. Whenever she opens her mouth, white dust pours out of it. Jeez. <laughs> Well, we've never seen that before. Ah, so we're back from the cold open and the uh, the intro, and we get uh, we quickly set up Tracy and um, Kenneth and Jenna's storyline. Okay, Swiss, I need to cancel my gig for hosting the MTV International Video Music Awards. Why wasn't I invited to that? My single is number four in Japan. Choke me, choke me, blood like choke me. <laughs> I hate the bail, but I've been asked to do a commercial for the Boys and Girls Club of America, and I just can't turn down community service, because if I do, that judge would make me join the Coast Guard. Well, I also recently received an unexpected honor. 
from the Carvel Ice Cream Corporation. They gave me this after I performed on their Kids Forever float during last year's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Ice cream, hey, don't you want some ice cream? I don't watch the Macy's Parade. If I want to see a 50-foot Spider-Man, I'll just go into my rec room. Thank you. Kenneth, take this card and get a cake for the crew. Oh, that's very thoughtful, Ms. Maroney. Well, one of the camera guys just had a baby, and I'm sick of hearing about it. This will put me back on top. Now, I know you love the Macy's Day Parade, or at least you watch it every I mean, day. I would say I love it. I watch you it often like it fun. Well, literally every time you pull me in to say, Yes. Come watch the parade and then the dog show. Which I have zero interest in either of those things. Because my family No, I know. It's just a tradition. We watch it. I know. But uh, have you ever seen a Carvel float? I mean, I know the joke is it's funny words and there's no way Carvel would be in the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade, but... Uh, Can you remember a time when Carvel would have been in the Macy's? I don't. I feel like they they wouldn't have. To be honest, I couldn't even tell you probably half the floats that were in the parade last Mm. year, so I don't know. I mean, they're they're usually standards, like, you know, uh, marching bands, college marching bands, high school marching bands. Dance groups and... Upcoming Broadway shows and upcoming, like, NBC shows, because NBC does it, right? NBC, yeah, NBC. NBC, mm-hmm. yeah, so mm-hmm. they're promoting their own yes. things. And also all the latest pop sensations. Yep. Lip-syncing. Lip-syncing to, the, to very, well, sometimes their songs, hard. sometimes random holiday songs. Yeah. Actually, that's the best part when it's like random, random who's that person is rising pop sensation right. such and such. Because, yeah. well, some of them I probably get a million people know, but some people, that's probably the only time that... They, they're, yeah. they're seen or heard from by more than a few people again. I can only hope that we get Cardi B and uh, Nicki Minaj doing WAP on Macy's oh, this year. I, I, don't, I don't. Well, I mean, hey, Ben Shapiro if, would love that. If Jenna can do her sexy spoon dance on the Carvel float, true. why not? That's true. Why not? Cardi and Nicki doing yeah. whatever they would like. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it's. I mean, I also think I think Carvel is mostly a nor. I know it's a. It's a nationwide, but I don't think it's changed nation. I think it's like you can order their cakes. I, I know. Well, I think some are sold in the store, like just in right. They're stores, sold in the right? stores, but so. I don't think there's like standalone right. uh, ice cream yeah. or cake ice creams around here. here. I think yeah. they're just they either have um, distribution with various places or something down here. But yeah, I think it's it's definitely a north north or northeastern based chain. Yeah. Uh, Patton Oswalt's got a really good bit about Carvel cakes and one of his stands up and apparently I guess when Carvel was getting started the the creator decided I'm not going to hire someone to do the ads I'm going to do the ads Ooh, myself and fancy. the guy has a very almost like Nick Nolte gravel voice to him where it's like he shouldn't be doing the voiceovers and like I'm not going to do a poor job but he's like you should come to Carvel I'll get you a cookie plus oh a cookie God. <laughs> it's like it's almost like satanic. Oh Jesus! Sounding to sell this family cake to your to to children and stuff. It's just it's a great bit. So seek it out. Um, yeah, the fact that she got a cake forever, just I guess to as quiet money to keep her off the the parade next year or anything like that. It's kind of funny. <laughs> the best part is like the song is. I just create like these kids singing. The kids are like standing in the background, background, just horrified or curious as to what's happening. The cake's getting into it. It's a fun, it's a fun little visual. Uh, we come back and Liz and Jack are in a a traffic jam, and the truth starts to come out about Liz's problem. What's wrong? I mean, when I see you chew your nails like that, it's either you're very anxious or you've handled some ham earlier. When I get to the airport, I'm going to break up with Carol. What? Lemon, I am shocked. You two seem so happy. The other day I saw you in the lobby laughing together. A guy on crutches bit it in the revolving door and he was so scared. So what's the problem? You ate spaghetti in front of him? Of course not. You got a fungus from your shower? No. You had a fight about something? No, we're not fighting. We don't fight. It's just... nothing. I don't want to talk about it. Lemon, I've known you for four years. And in that time, I've never known you to be shy about talking about anything well i found my first grade toe knuckle hair if i could push a button and five people in the world would die but i'd get free cable for life i'd do it and i'd been on the toilet so long that my legs had fallen asleep so when i tried to stand i just fell into my throw up there is one thing you don't like to talk about why aren't we moving sex 
Lemon, coitus, the beast with two backs. You and I have never had an adult conversation about boning. Oh, uh, fine. Carol and I are having an intimacy problem. Okay. So tell me what happened. I was visiting Carol in Las Vegas, and there was a performance issue. That does happen to men. I faced it myself with Greta Van Susteren before her head transplant. You know, why don't I call Carol? No, don't do that. I'm reganing, Lemon. Let me solve this. It's not him. It's me. I'm the one with the performance problem. What, what are you talking about? I freaked out in my junk clothes for business. It's like Fort Knox down there. I'm just going to raise the barrier if that's okie-dokie with everyone. It's kind of like that. So, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, see, so the, the only thing that's off to me about that scene is that Jack is surprised that Liz is the performance problem instead of assuming that it's her. Seems like it would be in character for him to just assume. I mean, he knows about some of her hangups. Right. Things, so, it, to me, it seems like, yeah, he would just assume that she was the problem. Well, I think... I think the reason Jack doesn't think she's the performance problem is because, I mean, this was one of the first shows I remember it, it's shining a light that women can have performance problems. Cause yeah. it, I mean, it, it, for the longest time, it always was the men was the ones that, like, ED or whatever, they always had a problem. So I guess, like, his presumption is it's always the man. Like, I mean, he right. like like he says, he's like, men, it has happened sometimes to men, like, he didn't even entertain the idea that it could happen. And I guess women, men it, it have to really... do more. Whereas the, the I get, I get what you're saying. Just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Like, I mean, yeah, in terms of like arousal and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, not more work, but physically something. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'd shed my ignorance if I keep talking, so I'm going to stop. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, that's a good turn for the, um, for the story and for the character of Liz because we've known she she doesn't like intimacy or, or or talking about sex so this is her having to force it the only thing i don't like about this story is is sort of the reveal that happens uh before the first act break but when and we'll get to it but when she starts talking about the roller skates like it's such an out of nowhere turn that it's like it feels so forced that it's like i feel like there was like one or two sentences missing just because like it, it's it just comes out of nowhere but we'll, we'll i'll talk more about it when we get there Alright, so we come back to Tracy's storyline and he's getting the rundown of what his one-take commercial will be. What could possibly go wrong? Tracy, I haven't seen you since I was directing Garfield 3 and you ruined it. I had to move back in with my parents. I envy you. I don't really know my parents. Okay, let me take you through the concept. It's all one shot. Mm -hmm. We start on a boy shooting a basketball, pan to some girls double-dutching, and we pass the kid who does a flip on a trampoline, follow a skateboarder who jumps the curb and whizzes past you for your line. What line? Boys and Girls Clubs of America. Be great. We fax the script to someone named Grizz. Scripts get in the way of my process, Sean. Let's just shoot a hundred of these and see what we get. Here's your cake, Ms. Maroney. Let's see. Jenny? That's not my name. I don't want wheelchair Jenny from accounting getting credit for my cake. Take it back to Carvel. But then they'll just throw it out. So? I know food's plentiful around here, Ms. Maroney, but back home on our pig farm, times are tough. We've had to sell off Sally, Julie, and Poppy. Are those some of your pigs? Yes. Take the cake back, Kenneth. Man, that line read on the... Yes. That is the saddest <laughs> line read, because it's like, man, <laughs> poor, friend, yeah. poor family. Also, the, uh, the, the, on the cake, the, what do you call it, ins inscription? Uh, I mean, you wouldn't call it inscription, I mean, the whatever, the, anyway, the, the message writing, on the, the cake, cake writing, the yes, writing. yes, was, was Jenna thanking all the under people on well, set. Well, Jenny was thinking. Well, Jenny, sorry. Yeah. Jenny thanked all the under yeah. people on And I like set. that it's wheelchair Jenny, because apparently there's two Jennies, and seemingly wheelchair Jenny's the one that would get the attention. I guess maybe because she's in a wheelchair. Oh, man, that's... That bitch! That's so vindictive. Uh, so, I mean... So that reads to me that the Carvel people literally just misheard Kenneth, because if he had to go in person to created it. it just means he may have mispronounced well, you know, it. his his accent. Jenna and Jenny, they sound the same, I guess. Um, Jenny. Jenny. 
Anyway. Anyway. I I just said it, but really that line read on... Are those the names of your pigs? The paws and then the... the, (laughs) Just like, it says so much. It's heartbreaking. Uh, But I like that there's continuity there, that he remembers him from the, the Garfield... And apparently they could not continue without Tracy, so it ruined his life. <laughs> Back with Liz and Jack, uh, we get to the root of the problems just before our first act break with Liz. You know your little problem makes sense, Lemon. You have more sexual hang-ups than an adult chat line run by Gilbert Gottfried. What? That was written by a computer program we're working on to replace you. No, I don't have hang-ups. You don't think you're a bit of a prude? A little squeamish and conservative. Sex always makes things worse, Jack. Why don't you just say you want some... Is that sex, Lemon? Here's the way I do it. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Ugh, she likes that? Okay, fine. Maybe I'm a little old-fashioned. I'm sorry I'm a real woman and not some oversexed New York nympho like those sluts on Everybody Loves Raymond. Wow. This may be the greatest challenge a potential Reaganer has ever faced. I'm going to fix you and save your relationship with Carol. I don't need to be fixed. Has it happened before? Yes, with my college boyfriend, Joel Suchecki, a couple of times with Dennis, and now Carol. There has to be a root cause, maybe from your past. There isn't, Jack. There's got to be something. Go deep. You think I haven't thought about this? There's nothing. Dig, dig down, dive into the sexual abyss. Stop it, Jack, stop it. Stop asking about the roller skates. That, like that, because like he doesn't, I don't know, I guess it was on her mind, so it makes sense it would come up, but I don't know, I just... I guess it's the term roller skates that just hits my ears wrong. It's like, because like he is pushing her, but he doesn't even mention anything. Like, I don't know. She could say, I don't know. I it's, think it's just because it's in her mind. So right, she's, yeah. it's kind of like, she it's in her head. Like, so it just kind of blurts it out because she's yeah. thinking about it. And even though he's not direct, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of just like a trope. Yeah. Um, I mean, it comes off as so forced that it's like, and it, it, it's forced for the act breaks. You have to come back and be like, what does that mean? But I get it. But I, I just, it's so weird. It's just such a mm-hmm. weird thing that it's like, okay. Yeah. Um, but also, it pays off. Yeah. What's doing it interesting in this episode is there are a lot of like flashbacks, just like cuts to previous moments. Like it happens several times throughout the episode, which is kind of interesting because it's not like, it's, it's not like a clips episode, but it's an interesting use of just like lots of, I guess, evidence from <laughs> other points in the series. Of right. Her, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's almost uh, either they planned it this way or someone was looking back yeah. on it and was like, I mean, you know, we reference just, this yeah. a lot. We, can yeah. we touch on this a little bit more? Yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's not quite a clip show, but it almost could have been. If you take out the Tracy and the Jenna stuff, it could have just been a clip If you take show. out the other two big storylines. <laughs> right, I mean, it, it really could have been yes. like just Liz, almost yeah. like a bottle episode of Liz and Jenna. Bingo, 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 bingo. As soon as I saw them in the car, I was in my head, I was like, let, let, let's wait and see. Is he going to say this is like a bottle episode? I win. I, I win. I Bye. win. Bye. I See win. you next time. No, but I mean, it could like just have them stuck in a limo and then have her reflecting on, like, have them both reflecting back on times of like uh, her uh, nervousness or her hesitancy to talk about sexual issues, and you have all these clips showcasing why, but then you still have the story progressing forward of why she feels that way like it could have absolutely worked maybe they felt it wasn't strong enough to do that so they added in the tracy and the jenna stuff i don't know i'm just saying i mean it's probably just i don't know i feel like it's more that 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 was the plan storyline they found all these things that like kind of just like showed i mean yeah i mean the the main point of the episode is like it's them going back to her youth right so it's like here's all these other things like that reinforce like yeah that's fair i needed to say that i hate you Anyway, uh, we're back in the limo, and uh, Liz decides to tell the uh, tragic tale uh, of why all the why sex keeps all the people away. Lemon, what do you want to tell me about the uh, roller skates? Why are we not moving? What is causing this traffic jam? Let me help you. I am unstoppable today. If it'll make it any easier, imagine you're telling your story to Reagan himself. Well, Liz, will you? Tell the Gipper your sexual story, Mommy. I was nine years old. I was roller skating in the house, which was absolutely forbidden. I was skating down the hallway on top of the world. 
my new skates and my new haircut, which everybody thought was a Dorothy Hamill, but was actually a Pete Rose. Anyway, I needed to go to the bathroom, but the door was locked. My recently divorced aunt had moved in with us and I was sharing a bathroom with her. To be prepared, I tried to take my underpants off over my roller skates. I slipped and as I fell, I pulled down this poster of the singer Tom Jones that my aunt had put up. My mom heard the noise and ran and found me, squirming under the Tom Jones poster with my underpants around my ankles. It didn't look good, Jack. She thought I did it on purpose. And she didn't say a word. She just went in my room and took all my posters. Grizzly Adams, Larry Wilcox, Han Solo, Tug McGraw, Mike Schmidt, Kermit, Gunther Gable Williams. She took all the people away, Jack. Sex makes the people go away. I'm going to see what's up with this traffic. Liz seems like someone she would have went to therapy in her life. It's yeah. weird that that's never been a storyline. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That would be very on brand for mm-hmm. for her to like say things like my therapist said or like right. you, that would seem very in character for her yeah. to do so. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe maybe that was a conscious choice then. Yeah, or maybe because of her job, it just never leaves time yeah. for her to do something. Like well, Jack's that. practically her therapist all, anyway, true. so that's true. <laughs> Unlicensed therapy is often yeah. the best therapy. Sure. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, there's a the, there's a fun visual, uh, I guess, storytelling device where they have Liz. Uh, looking like a child and they have everything look a lot larger like it like it does to a kid like door doorknobs or two hands and they're just gigantic things and uh, it's, it's it's a fun but i like that she defends her haircut because you would think a female would want the dorothy hamill not the pete rose so for her to defend and say it's actually a pete rose not a dorothy pete rose hamill. much cooler yeah much cooler this is before he got in trouble for gambling sure. so it's okay <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's, it's fun. I mean, that's like one of those moments where there's character development, it's important character development, and it's your main character. So uh, it's it's treated with comedy, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It's it, Again, that's where it feels like it's rooted in something true and something real, but obviously for comedy, cranked up to 11. But yeah, uh, yeah I feel like that, that's Tina Fey saying, here's something about me kind of, kind of story. Um, but we go back to 30 Rock uh, and after Kenneth and Jenna have run a run a scam on Carvel, Kenneth still doesn't quite get the gist of what they're doing so Jenna has to explain it to him once again oh here's your money back man boy they sure are making a lot of mistakes over there today do you really not understand what we're doing of course I do we're standing here talking adding brick after brick to our friendship castle so it someday reaches the sky with Carvel Kenneth we're conning them. I'm ordering messed up cakes and getting them free with my card. Then you're returning them for cash. We're selling back free cakes. But Miss Maroney, that's wrong and illegal. If Cookie Puss knew, he'd tear us apart with his fangs. Well, here's your cut. We're not hurting anybody. Carvel's got plenty of money. What the sh- I need a partner to pull this off. And think of all the good you can do with that money back home. They do need help. And with enough money, they could buy those magic beans from that old hermit. We'd be rich. Hang on. Why isn't the hermit rich? Oh, wait. He is. He has a lot of friends. Take the money, Kenneth. Help your family. No one will ever know. I mean, if we're going to get pedantic, allow me to get pedantic about this storyline. Like, the fact that there's only two workers at this Carvel. Yeah. That's... And it's Jenna's always placing the money, and Kenneth is always taking the cakes back. They are both distinctive looking enough that you would recognize. You, this is the third they, cake. They look like they're just costumes. They don't care. They're just there for the paycheck. That's true. That's true. They, <laughs> they couldn't care less. But it's still, it's just like, man, what is how silly that that, that went on as long yeah. as it did. But it, you have to give a little suspension no, of, of, of uh, belief. Yeah. Um, or just use me suspension of suspension disbelief. Of disbelief. Uh, so while Tracy is uh, still struggling to get his part right, um, he just cannot seem to get his lines. Uh, Jack realizes that Tracy is the problem for the traffic jam, but has lost his will to help people and 
continue his Reagan streak, Reaganing streak. Hey, Jackie D, let's take a quick 500 so everybody can meet Jack. You know him? Please help me get his line. Fix this. No, I don't need any more problems to solve, especially not him. I am the Sisyphus of Reagany. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff I should be saying. It's in my head now. Let's roll. I'm sorry, Jelly Beans. I know how much the Gipper liked you, and I failed him. It's funny. I remember George Schultz telling me how later in Reagan's presidency, when his mind was uh, resting, how they would use jelly beans to convince people that he was... That's it. I know how to fix Tracy. They can eat these. I'll take care of the rest. Boys and Girls Clubs of America, be great. Oh my God. We got it! I'm on my way, Liz Lemon. Make way. I'm breaking it. Did you know that's how they got Mr. Ed? to talk on TV show and Mr. Ed? Well, not jelly beans, but peanut butter. That's how they get, like, dogs to quote-unquote talk is they just put peanut butter in their mouth. It makes sense because they all move from both. Exactly. And then you just lip-sync to their mouth movements. Fun fact. I, I learned something you today. Learned something. That's, that's not fun. an IMDb trivia. That's well, like, it's too good for like, IMDb trivia based on the level of trivia we have been getting. <laughs> that's my brain's trivia. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. So Kenneth has gotten addicted to the grift and he can't let it go now because Jenna even though Jenna's been kicked out because they finally got caught on to her long con or to her short con, but they go to one person that can help them commit one last big con. Who else could it be but Frazier himself? Well, Kenneth, it's over. I got made at Carvel. They figured out our scam and gave me this. What? No. Sorry. It's the short grift. You gotta walk away. We can't stop now. My family needs money. But they're on to us. I have another idea. For a long con. Kenneth, I know your intentions are good, but I don't like what this is doing to you. You seem meaner and stronger. And what if you got a motorcycle and we did it on it? Are you in or not? What's the angle? Who else was on that Thanksgiving float with you? One last long grift, huh? Okay, I'm in. But one rule. Anybody gets hurt during the score, we leave them behind to die. Now. Who are you and what are we doing? That cake is worth $30. I'm not sure you can do that. Liz wrote this sketch before she left. Ice cream cake eating contest? Okay, we're gonna need about 20 cakes for this. I'll tell props. No, Pete, I'll tell props. Okay. Good afternoon. I would like 21 cakes that read Frasier Reunion 2010. Isn't it Frasier? No, it's Frasier. And I should know, I'm Frasier. Frager, come on. I should throw some tossed salad and scrambled eggs at you. Frager! We sold the cakes twice. You're a genius, Kenneth. $800 split three ways. Those ice cream saps will rue the day they ever tangled with. The best friends game. <laughs> I mean, that was a triple con because yeah. they got the money from NBC for yeah. 
buying the cakes that they were to get for free. They returned them to Carville to get refunded all that money. Mm-hmm. And, but they weren't even all, the, the box, most of the boxes were filled with a newspaper. That's so true. they actually kept the cakes even. And who knows, maybe they, that they could have sold them to, <laughs> to, to the real Frasier yeah. reunion. Yeah, the important Frasier 20 year, yeah. Um, so I guess we, we shouldn't talk over Cassie Grammer's guest starring appearance in this episode. Again, this like so Tracy's story just right up so you th- and and the way Jack runs off to like I'm reckoning you think that's leading to the finale we've still got yeah. five six minutes left on this episode and it's yeah. just like it doesn't again it's long it feels long but not in a bad way because it's like we've now introduced Kelsey Grammer into yeah. the mix. randomly it's so funny it's like yeah. randomly out of nowhere I, I guess because he was on the float too which you know surprise yeah and then he just slides into the scene with Pete because I mean yeah. he's just he's like just okay there. well if Kelsey Grammer yeah. is here and telling me that he's going to talk to props yeah. that I'm not going to question yeah. it it's, like, I mean it's a fun cameo it's silly uh, yeah. for him to play that role uh, and I mean Kelsey Grammer has always had a, a terrific voice like just that sort of baritone deepness to it i mean he's he's always fantastic when he's on the simpsons as sizer bob um and it, it interesting you know, him playing a radio therapist or a radio psychiatrist on frazier uh really also works for his voice because you know you want that sort of calming yeah. calming sound coming through your your speakers or whatever but uh, i know you you weren't a frazier you didn't watch frazier did you i have no i haven't really yeah. seen it it was one of those shows like growing up uh i remember the stigma of it was like it was like very smart television and uh must see tv yeah i mean it was part of the must see tv stuff but it like uh, it sort of had an air of pretentiousness not from the fault of the the show was that his character like well, oh yeah i mean their characters were yeah. yeah him and niles were pretentious but the not I won't say fandom, but the way the show sold itself was that it was almost like highbrow. Ah. But then you watch it and it's like, man, they're smart, but they are really silly and dumb. Like they just, they're. I mean, that's the joke is that no matter how highbrow you are, you can still be a goof. Um, but yeah, like I, I remember I avoided it for years growing up. So I was just like, I don't think I'm smart enough to understand <laughs> what this show is. Um, but even I mean because I mean there are some references like they do like a lot of like your old European references like art art references and music references and things like that that are just like not in my wheelhouse um, but I mean like it's a it's a it's, it's a fun show like it's uh, it's really well done really well written and it's like seeing that oh wait these people are smart but they're so smart they just miss the small things kind of like they're like a recurring theme often was they would try and do like a dinner party like they're just always trying to throw a dinner party at least once a season and of course just always something goes wrong and it's either like catering gets messed up or something gets set on fire or thing like just small things like that like they're trying so hard to to keep up this level mm-hmm. of appearance that they just always fail um, but no it's a I think Frasier is a super solid show I think it still holds up I mean I, I discovered it 20 25 years after its finale and i mean i think kelsey Grammer has a record now of playing the same character the longest I that think, sounds because right because it started the, on cheers yeah. uh and it continued because cheers was 11 seasons but i think he came in on the second season mm-hmm. so 10 seasons of cheers 11 seasons of frazier mm-hmm. And Frasier's supposed to be being rebooted, so that's coming back oh, wow. again. So he's going to play the character again. So like across what three decades, two yeah, or three decades. So he'll be playing the same character. So yeah, uh, but I think Frasier at the time when I was watching it was on Netflix, but I think it's now Peacock. Mm. I think it's been pulled from Netflix. I think it's a Peacock exclusive now. So seek it out, man. I think it's a super solid show. But not on Roku because Peacock's still not there yet. <laughs> Or Fire, Amazon yeah, Fire. Did HBO Max? Max is also still not on Roku or Fire, Amazon Fire. <sighs> it's got by the end of the year, they have to figure yeah. it out. Though. I mean... Whether it's a licensing thing yeah. or whatever. Well, I think I, I think we might talk about it before. I know one thing that, at least that Roku was holding out for was obviously Roku sells ads. Mm-hmm. For some, so like they wanted ad space, a portion of like Peacock ad space to go to them, which obviously Peacock wasn't willing to do. I guess HBO Max doesn't have commercials, but I mean, I, I guess... That, but, Roku, I guess, and Amazon have the upper hand since they have such a larger market of viewers. So yeah. I guess they just wanted more, obviously, than than Warner or um, 
uh, Comcast would offer. How, so. how long ago did Warner buy HBO? That was in the last 10 years, right? It was in the last couple of years, yeah. yeah because yeah. They, I remember there was the big deal about how was HBO going to was HBO going to change because for so long it was known as like quality but not like quantity and basically Warner and AT&T or whatever came right in and were like we're going to produce way more shows and yada yada yada. And I so. think they've sort of fallen through on that cause I think or followed through on that. Sort of. I feel like HBO has been producing more I stuff. I mean but also I mean but if you look at stuff like Watchmen they just came out with Lovecraft mm-hmm. Country like I feel like they still have a, a, a large amount of like succession like high praise yeah. shows just yeah. maybe more and then obviously HBO Max the whole point of that is to is to really expand or maybe their... it's because it's become more available that you're seeing it more often because I mean for yeah. years it was strictly a very it was cable only and you had to have an extra subscription so like yeah. the shows you'd hear about Sex and City Six Feet Under I mean this was before like Game of Thrones and things like that so there was those Oz all like The Wire yeah all of those shows were the prestige shows and it seems like those were the only shows you talked about, that, that were talked about uh, I mean, Curb Your Enthusiasm has been running for 11 years now, or it'll be 11 season when it comes back. So, like, they've always had shows running, but um, I think because now it's widely accessible and you're learning the more shows that they have, so it feels like maybe they're producing more, but I think it's they're probably producing more than they used to, but not an extreme where it's just like, oh my gosh, you need to slow it down, because yeah. you know, you're eventually going to run out. I, yeah, quality, I guess. I mean, well, I don't know if there's in the pipeline, but I mean, most of the shows they released in the past couple of years have still all been pretty acclaimed. Like, there haven't been really that many I can think of, or really Fox. any I can think of that were like that got completely critically lambasted. Yeah, well, like I think Ballers was. I mean, the, the yeah. show. That, I mean, that was, but that was on for. I mean, that had been on for Paul a while. Giamatti, former guest star of Thirty Rock. What? Paul Giamatti. He's so on Billions. Like, oh, Ballers okay. with The Rock. That. Oh, that's a show that had been on for a while and a show that wasn't necessarily critically lauded but I feel like a lot of people watch it so I mean like even that that's a show you know what I mean so it's like they haven't really had any big total duds that I that, that I could think of even Not since recently. yeah, so. yeah I mean Chernobyl was a big hit for them yeah sure I mean Chernobyl was huge Watchmen was obviously mm-hmm. huge um, Lovecraft Country I mean, seems like it's doing well it's on Game of Thrones and Veep yeah. ending which yeah. were big like yeah Insecure, I mean, Insecure just had its best season yet, and it got like a huge like amount of Emmy nominations compared to its previous season. So yeah. that was that was that's good, nice. No, I think the their most uh, critical, and I won't say failure because it didn't actually go to launch or anything, but their most critical. Uh, issue they had in the last few years was that uh, Confederate show. Oh, the, right. The well, Weiss, uh, the, the, the Game of Thrones writers. I don't think you can even call it a show. Like It was more right. like a it press was, release that yeah, 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 got yeah. canceled. Yeah, it got canceled. Yeah. Which, I don't know, like, there's a part of me that's like, I mean, it's a fantasy. You can kind of write about whatever you want. But at the, I mean, it was, and I'm not defending it, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. in terms of storytelling... And just bad. I mean, it was bad timing. Like, yeah, it was like say you shouldn't have you shouldn't have greenlit a show when the country at that time and, and country still is at this time. But at the time when the country was in such a Black Lives Matter and just it was bad timing for that to to get greenlit. But yeah. um, the subject matter is interesting and like an alternate history idea. I mean, just I mean make for it a book. I don't, guess don't maybe don't make it a TV show. <laughs> for me, it wasn't that. That like it wasn't the right time. It's just like. I, it, not the idea itself is necessarily a bad idea. It's just like a, is that really the most interesting? I feel like if you're yeah. talking like alternate history storylines, like what if the South won the Civil War? Like is like as basic as you can get for alternate That's history. True. Well, but I mean, the, the other one is what Man in the High Castle, which is when the Nazis won World War II. Right. Which that was a long running. Yeah. What if? All right. Anyway, the, anyway, <laughs> to get back to the Confederate the point, I, I think that's just that was just a really. The timing, because I think it was announced in, in 2017, like, not long after Trump was inaugurated. So it's, like, mm-hmm. the timing was not great, but also it's just, like, it's just, like, a real basic alternate history post. Like, there are so many other alternate histories that would be interesting and, like, had never... You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that sort of thing has... Maybe there's not a, been a big TV show or movie that explored it, but it's, like, it's the sort of thing that... I don't know. There's I feel like there's lots of, like, literature out there. It's just... I don't know. It's, right. it's, it's just a not very exciting alternate right. history right. premise. Yeah, but I've, I mean, the reason it got greenlit is because it was the Game of Thrones right. players. Like, if it was just me or you pitching this, they'd be like, get the fuck out. Well, I mean, well, I mean, the other thing is if you're going to do an alternate history like that, you have to have a known, or it has to be a known t- t- quantity, 
Or you like have to already have scripts that you know are going to be good because you can't mm-hmm. watch a, launch a show like that and have it be bad or offensive right. or poorly written right. because it's it, it just first from a PR perspective, you know, like it's, right. it would look really badly for you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, back with Liz and Jack, uh, Liz has left the the limo. Uh, but Jack chases after her to, 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 to still insist that he can Reagan and that he can fix her. Lemon! Why did you leave? I'm trying to help you. You can't help me. No one can. Well, I'm fixing you and I'm saving your relationship. I can do it. Look, sex is a beautiful, natural, and joyful part of our shared human experience. Hey! You two want a party? Now is not a good time, miss. $20 for a party, $60 to bite me during it. I'll do stuff with the dog, but I get to pick the dog. People want that? This is not helping. You want to watch me be with her? Me with you? Me and both of you without my legs? Thank you. Just uh, take this and uh, move along. You two are pretty uptight for hanging out under a bridge. <laughs> Sex is horrible. What is it? You did it! A day of perfect problem solving. Gifts have been coming in all afternoon. It's four o'clock? And you fixed me, so... Yay! Send everything back. What? Why? I didn't do it. I failed. It's her, isn't it? Sorry. I hate her, sir! <laughs> nah. the, the fun visual joke of the, the hooker, like... Diving into Coming out of nowhere, and yeah. then diving into a car that's probably not hers I don't know but her line of you're pretty uptight for people hanging out in your yes that and Jack's people want that that's how the dog were my favorite line of music that scene uh, and then there's a fun um, throwaway line uh, just after that when Kenneth sees the the person that got fired from Carvel for for the the mix up of the cakes and she's her, her walk away line is I'm, I'm, I'm trying to play it straight I'm going back under the bridge so it's like Maybe she was friends with that other prostitute. Maybe she knows what happens with that prostitute's leg. I don't know. Uh, but Kenneth sees the error of his ways and sees that the con was actually hurting people. So he's out. Unfortunately, the the gang is not so pleased and they have to uh, uninitiate him from the group. <laughs> Kenneth, we got a new con. We're going to go down to Florida, open up a medical supply store, then get some social security numbers. Through seduction. I'm sorry, sir, ma'am. I'm out. What? Why? Because Ms. Maroney was wrong. People did get hurt by our actions. And yes, my family sure could use a couple hundred more dollars. But it's not right. A couple hundred dollars, huh? I think I can help you out. But first, I'm going to need 50 to get started. Kelsey, no. I'm proud of you, Kenneth. You've got a good heart. I hope you get into a car accident someday so I can have it. Now there's only one thing left to do. Beat you out of the best friends gang. So we're coming up on the final scene uh, with Liz and Jack, but it's going back to that uh, best friends gang bit. Like, again, they're conning Carvel, and it's like Kelsey Graham said, $800. Ooh, so good. It's like, that's nothing. It's such a small amount of money. Even Kim, that's what makes it funny. Right. Even Kim is like, just like $200 more would have been a big help. And it's like. Well, for his family back home no, in rural Georgia. No, absolutely it is. But it's just like. Than... But even like, like it's such small stakes. It's such low yeah. stakes that it's like, when you're conning, like, you know, think of like Ocean's Eleven and all those movies, like they're going for big scores. They're going for millions and millions of dollars. And here they're just probably clearing to $2,500, like not, nothing, nothing major. Yeah. We should also say, like, considering, like, how briefly and randomly he's in it, Kelsey was actually, like, really good. Like, he, oh, yeah. he, he it really well. Like, he doesn't He really goes up. for it. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't ham it. He doesn't ham it up. You're right. But he still, like, goes for it in a way mm-hmm. that, like, he just, like, yeah, plays I mean, it out. Like, it's yeah, really, he, comes, so he totally commits to it yeah. of being a character but playing himself. Like, it's, yeah. it's like, making fun of himself which not a lot of actors really like to do. So I think he does a fantastic job of it. Yeah, no, he's, he's great. And then poor Kenneth's conscious gets a hold of him at the end. It's but the best of him. At least Jenna, Jenna will be first in line to take his heart and gets in a car that's accident. That's true. But even Jenna sort of showed some heart there. And that, you know, Ken, Kelsey was ready to scam Kenneth. Yeah. Uh, Jenna's that's like, true. No, 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 no. That's true. But yeah. Good job, Jenna, looking out for him. Yeah, good job, Jenna. Uh, but uh, our final scene is 
Jack finally, Jack and Liz both finally come to the realization uh, of what's causing her sexual inadequacy. Well, it's been a pretty rough day, but at least we're in Newark now. What are you going to do about Carol? I'm going to break up with him, let him off the hook. That would be a mistake, Lemon. Yes, you are the sexual equivalent of a million Hindenburgs, but you deserve someone like Carol in your life, and he deserves you because, and I'm only going to say this once a decade, you're great. You're Liz Lemon, damn it. In certain lights, you're an eight, using East Coast over 35 standards, excluding Miami. Thanks, Jack. You go in there, you grab Carol, you take him into one of those unisex family bathrooms, pull down that diaper-changing thing, and go to town on him. I'll try. But if I couldn't get it done in Vegas after a Penn and Teller show, I don't know how it's going to happen here. From what I understand, diaper changing stations are like Hookups? the most disgusting. No, yeah. I mean, just because from all the babies getting changed on them, like, yeah. they can be extremely disgusting. So, I mean, I'm just, obviously, I'm sure that's part of the joke, but it's just like the thought of like, on oh that sounds terrible like yeah. who knows what same terms like, you're encountering same, same with like airport bathrooms like i know that's a sort of tropey thing and let's do the mono heart club but like those things have to be filthy like just recycled air oh you mean airplane bathrooms oh I I airport say, bathrooms oh, oh, i'm sure airport bathrooms are gross too oh, but I mean. airplane bathrooms specifically yes are oh yes no they say right gross. yeah so, uh, well, uh, the how did how did this get how did this get made podcast? Jason Manzoukas, I guess, like he's a real big germaphobe, mm-hmm. and he just he runs down airport bathrooms or airplane <laughs> bathrooms all the time. He's like, if you guys ever go on an airplane, you bring hand sanitizer with you because if you think washing your hands in the bathroom sink on an airplane is getting yeah. you clean, it is not. It's disgusting, and you need to clean yourself like immediately. Yeah, they say the same about the tray in your uh, seat like you yeah. should you should really wipe that off I've because that, people yeah. <laughs> speaking of baby changing apparently like it's not unusual for people to change their babies on the in oh, flight God, trays so, so um anyway <laughs> wait a minute you had your problem with carol in las vegas so the tom jones poster tom jones plays vegas all the time he has billboards everywhere no kidding there was one right outside our hotel room window oh my god think back to your college boyfriend was there any when this happened with joel what's new pussycat was playing on the bus we were on i mean the room we were in and when it happened with dennis he had just gotten a perm tom jones is the trigger he makes you remember your mother taking the people away does this mean i'm fixed oh god no you've got years of therapy ahead of you probably electroshock but this is a breakthrough lemon and a big one jack donaghy in my book you're better than Reagan. I appreciate that, Lemon, but if you ever speak ill of Reagan again, I will smack those teeth straight. USA! 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 He's at JFK. I wrote it down wrong. So did he officially Reagan her, even though she got to the airport in the wrong airport? Does that count? Uh, yeah, I mean, going to the wrong airport isn't a problem. That's just Liz being Liz and <laughs> being silly. Yeah. I mean, he essentially, I mean, I guess even though it didn't solve everything, like he said, I mean, it did get to a point where it was just going to be yeah. a breakthrough. So I, I say And I yes. guess it did because, like, her plan was to break up. So it seemed like she didn't want to break up. Um, now she seems happier in a happier place. So, all right, good job, Jack. You did it. You did it. So that's Reaganing um, for an episode based around Ronald Reagan. We didn't really say too much about Ronald Reagan. He was a president. He was once. a president. He, was, he liked jelly beans. He liked jelly beans, but he's also he also liked denying that AIDS was a problem for a long time. Nancy Reagan is also a problem. Um, yeah, he's one of those few like people still tout him as a a good president, but I think more as as more time has gone by. I think that his uh, his legacy has started to crumble. Mm, I, he, I, I think he's still very he's, revered among most mm, Republicans. I guess I feel like he's getting more criticized lately or, or in the last few years than I think by our generation. You, yeah, I would say yeah. by our generation. I think you may be paying attention to it more. Like, I think yeah. among, there are still a lot of people who totally revere him. Oh, yeah. I think, right. I think, yes. It's certainly our generation, we have a, a lot of people... I guess our age probably have a different perspective seeing what's happened since the 80s yeah. and knowing a little bit more from a historical perspective, I guess, and think having thoughts about that. But, I mean, I, I think he's still 
yes, I, I think you still very revered among a certain set of people that you probably aren't maybe paying as much attention to as what you no, know, yeah, 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 saying yeah, or that's thinking, true. I guess. Yeah, a few a few years separate you, you probably view it a little bit differently, or your political standing yeah. causes you to, to view it a little bit differently. I'm kind of same with Margaret Thatcher, who was the, mm-hmm. the the British Prime Minister at the same time he was president, where there are some people who hold her up as one of the best prime ministers, you know, of modern British history, and some people who, I mean, especially like you know, working class uh, people in Northern England, Scotland, that absolutely abhor her because of the basically she you know killed a lot of. Uh, basically working class jobs so mm-hmm. anyway don't don't need to fall down that rabbit hole no <laughs> time time makes uh fools of us all or time reveals everyone's cracks i guess eventually all of the above but then again george bush he's becoming a hero because he's he's just doing, a nice man he's who paints. a nice man who paints even though he's a worker and all anyway uh that is reaganing uh find any other thoughts on the episode before we wrap it up let's hop out <laughs> all right well, as always, thank you for joining us on Go to There. If you like what we're doing, rating and reviewing all that fun stuff is going to be the best way to help us out. Otherwise, we will see you in next week's episode, episode 86, season 5, episode 6, entitled Gentleman's Intermission. Uh, old Dick Lemon's back in the picture, and he and his wife take separate vacations. Uh, unfortunately, he has other plans in mind. Is there a lemon party? There might be a lemon party. There might be an off-screen lemon party. We'll see. Uh, Anyway, David takes out. See you next time. How was the sex? Fast and only on Saturdays. It's perfect. I have been sexually rejected by not one, but two guys who later went to clown college and one time at summer camp i kissed a girl on a dare but then she drowned he was the first gay guy i ever kissed standing up what how does that even work you haven't had sex we have of course pleasure one another no stop i believe oh stop saying relationship i'm sorry i was going to say climax eight hundred dollars split three ways those ice cream saps will rue the day they ever tangled with the best friends game. <laughs> <laughs>